Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I have a admission. I watch far too much TV. Like way too much TV. Probably could go out, walk my dog, probably could hang out with a few more family members, but you know what? I usually end up watching TV with my family. And every once in a while, I'll get channel surfing, and I will find a show where I sit back and I'm like, I can get with this one. And I'm a binge guy, too. Like, I don't just watch one. I'll watch five. And damn it, if it's on Netflix, I can find myself watching a whole season or two. (laughs) It's a problem, isn't it? But at the same time, when you find a good one, you know you got to do this. So this is cool for me. This is the part of radio that I like doing. When I cross paths with somebody who has found uh, their way onto a show that I happen to enjoy as well. From Lost Car Rescue of the History Channel, Jessica James, kind enough to join me today. Jessica, good afternoon. Hello there. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for making me a part of your day. I just wanted to say, first and foremost, a fan. Secondly, I wanted to talk about how you got into the world of avionics before we get into anything to deal with finding and and resuscitating lost cars. (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm very fortunate that it started at a very young age. My first flight was actually at six months with uh, both of my parents. My uh, dad... Um, has a pilot's license, and we went on many fond uh, family trips when I was young. And that's probably where the flying bug started. It also probably didn't help that I grew up in a northern community that was once the BC float plane capital, Nimple Lake, BC, and very fortunate that I grew up with surrounded by float planes. And after I graduated high school, it just kind of made sense to start with my private pilot's license and I fell in love with it and continued on with my commercial. Where was the first time that they put you in the cockpit and said, you're in control, it's all you now? (laughs) Well, ironically enough, one of my um, first memories as a kid, and I was very young, was I actually hated to sit in the front. And I was terrified of it, and I have no idea why. And there was one flight that was a very short flight, and my dad said, you're going in the front this time. Um... And then after, it's just funny to look back on it now that I um, get to fly aircraft, but I was once afraid to sit in the front. So, <laughs> Do you find that still an industry? Um, and I, I know you've gone on to get your licensing and, and onward into a number of different fields. Do you find that that's an industry where there's still a little bit of a stigma when it comes to a woman trying to take on a career as a pilot? Or do you find that now there's no more stigmas that it is even Stephen straight across the board? Unfortunately, there is still um, stigmas in this industry. Um, it's it's slowly changing for the for the best, but there are definitely battles as a female in this industry that we have to um, deal with when joining this industry. Without getting too detailed, what are some of the challenges that are still faced? You know what? I think it's just um, I think it starts at a young age, and I'll I'll make it quick, but. A very close friend of mine who is also a commercial pilot, her little one who's five years old, um, went to school and was very excited to report to her classmates that her mom's a pilot. And they told her that 
she was lying because that can't be true because only daddies can be pilots. Mm. So I think it still starts, it starts at a young age and it's just, we don't see females sitting in that seat. You know, there's, we're still 6% um, for females in the industry. And I think it's just the knowledge of knowing that, you know what, females can also do this job as well. Well, I love that people get to see you on television because I think that's a big piece of the puzzle is just being able to visualize that. And now all of a sudden you find yourself on the History Channel with a show called Lost Car Rescue. Now, these are my kind of shows. This is I think it's a part of my jam is because I love restoration and I love people that scour, you know, these unique parts of Canada and North America to find these hidden gems. Um, Can you, for maybe somebody that hasn't uh, seen your show, give them a basic synopsis of why this is such a cool experience for you? Well, firstly, we get to go to some pretty amazing spots in Canada, um, places that I would have never have, well, didn't even know of prior to the show or um, even knew about, but we get to go. So there's a team of five of us and there's myself who flies a 1948 Stinson. Mm -hmm. And then sitting beside me is Matt, who is our, our leader of our group. We also have a very knowledgeable body man who's been in the industry since he was about 14 years old. And he's uh, in his late sixties now. And his name is Dave. And then we have two people that recover our um, vehicles that we find, and that is Lee and Steve. And so there's a group of five of us. We travel all across Canada, and we go and we find old, forgotten vehicles, and we find new homes from them. I love the backstories as well. That, to me, is just as important as the recovery and everything that you do with it. It's just getting able, you know, you tell the stories of these communities and really shine light on some parts of this country that don't get a lot of light shone on them. And I would assume coming from a small town, that's kind of a big deal for you as well. It's such a big deal. Honestly, it gets me so excited. I feel so grateful getting to hear people's stories and then even better getting the opportunity to tell their stories to the world so it's it's amazing and it sheds some light on small communities that probably aren't known in Canada and um, yeah just sharing the history and learning those stories about the cars and the people is makes it uh, a dream job and correct me if I'm wrong before I let you go your dad made one of your first airplanes for you Yes. Uh, <laughs> ah, it's true. Okay, good. Yeah, well, it's not a true plane, but it was a cardboard uh, cutout box. And I remember it had a little steering wheel and I had my own eye dent. And at a very young age, I was taught the phonetic alphabet. So it definitely started at a very young age. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> I won't ask because I don't know, but that sounds, it sounds like you were supported. And I guess in that plane, you got to sit in the front and the back, right? That's true, yes. (laughs) Didn't get many miles on it, but uh, a lot of good memories. Well, I'll tell you what, just making a few minutes of time for me today is such a big deal. Jessica, continued success, and thank you for being one of those 6% that are really paving the way for hopefully some young women that uh, say, you know what, I'm going to do that as well. Thank you for your time today. Thank you very much.